Cajun softball advances, the Bobcats lose late, and the baseball team for the Louisiana Raging Cajuns gets a big win. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to another edition, bonus episode, if you will, of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm Dave Schultz. Would have done it last night, but there was not a one, but more than two-hour uh, weather delay between the Raging Cajuns baseball team and Southern Miss. Uh, and so someone may have passed out <laughs> before we got to it. Uh, thanks again for tuning in, getting ready to head over to Baton Rouge for the anticipated matchup, the Raging Cajuns and LSU, and it is huge. Cajuns. A uh, five nothing over uh, Omaha uh, did a good job against their tough pitcher, and the offense did more than enough. Whereas LSU fell behind one nothing, but then run ruled Prairie View A and M. So everybody uh, looking forward to this uh, matchup that uh, you know is going to set the tone for the rest of the weekend. Who's going to have to go through the losers bracket because you're going to have to play again later on this afternoon. That's an extra ball game, and then you're going to have to play two tomorrow. To win, so it is a huge difference, especially pitching-wise. Uh, what is going to be a hot and humid weekend in Baton Rouge? All right, so let's go over the Cajuns' softball game. Uh, Maya Davis, who struggled offensively in the uh, Sun Belt Conference tournament, did not uh, yesterday. Two for three with two runs scored, got on base, stole second. Uh, Stormy Kolasnik. Uh, drove her in on a ground out, and it's one nothing immediately, which is a big deal because Meyer, the Omaha Mavericks pitcher, really, really good. Like less than a base runner an inning, and already it's one nothing Cajuns. Sam Landry gets a nod for the Cajuns in the circle. And I, I, tough to say that she struggled. Four and a third innings, four base hits, no walks, no runs. But she wasn't quite as dominant as she was last week in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Uh, she strikes out five, uh, and she was in and out of trouble. The Mavericks, again, maybe a little offensively challenged, did get runners on base, but could never bring that run home. Cajuns had another run in uh, the third. Again, I think that was Maya Davis coming around to score on a Kultasic. I'm not saying that right. Sorry, Stormy. Uh, base hit to left. She had a big ball game. Stormy, two for four with two runs batted in and a run scored. She was outstanding. But some bat, some Cajuns batters that may have not had a, uh, I mean, Lauren Allred hit the game-winning game championship home run in the Sun Belt, but didn't do much other than that. It's enough. And uh, Carly Heath, the Sun Belt Player of the Year, didn't do much in the Sun Belt Conference Tournament either, and she hit a home run. So they got uh, going uh, for the Cajuns, and they kind of, I don't know, run away with it. I guess they could have run-ruled them uh, with a big base hit. But a 5 nothing ball game, and Jerry Glasgow was like, we have to shut them out because Meyer for Omaha is really good, and the Cajuns chased her out before the fifth inning. She gave up five runs all earned, uh, seven hits, and two strikeouts. Remember, she came in like 266 strikeouts in 177 uh, innings. So the Cajuns did a masterful job against her. And the big question – not the big question. Let's get to the other stuff that the Cajuns did. Uh, a lot of players uh, that did not necessarily start got in and some in the circle. Megan Shorman, an inning in two-thirds of shutout baseball, walks one 
and strikes out four in an inning in two thirds. Kendra Lamb strikes out the side in the ninth. So in the ninth, in the seventh. So everybody got a little of experience uh, playing in Tiger Park. I think Bobby Nuvo on the radio broadcast said 19 different Cajuns got into the ballgame. That is big. And now you have to wonder who is going to pitch. Do we go back? Do the Cajuns go back to Landry, who's been so good? Do you go with Megan Shorman? I would doubt that it would be Carly Heath. She hasn't pitched in a while, although available uh, if necessary. So we'll see who it is. I presume it's Landry, or though it could be Megan Shorman. I really have no idea which way Jerry Glasgow is going to go, but he could go any of those ways. And remember, I, I guess, I don't know who it was said that, you know, Kendra, maybe it was even Glasgow, or maybe it was Kevin Foote uh, on the podcast. Kendra Lamb has a, I guess, a complete game shutout against LSU in Tiger Park from a couple of years ago. So maybe it could be Kendra Lamb could be going. Who knows? But uh, looking forward to uh, that ball game. It should be a fantastic, you know, early afternoon crowd. Game is at noon. Uh, and, uh, it's, you know, it's going to be, this is going to be a long way going out to looking out in, in the West Coast with the Super Regional. Washington with a run rule. McNeese with a 13-inning victory over Minnesota. Uh, so we'll see if the Cowgirls can, uh, you know, recuperate and have enough in the circle to go for the rest of the weekend. Uh, but uh, we'll see how that goes. So the Cajuns advance. All right, let's see where we are on time. You know what? Let's make this a short episode. That's okay. Uh, so let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Texas State had a shot to beat AM. That's going to be a tough one to get over. And the Cajuns baseball team needing one win. Got it. All right. But, uh, you know, I do need to talk to you about bird dogs. And because, you know, they're fantastic. We got a couple of pairs of shorts uh, last week. Uh, they're stretchy fabric. Makes my legs look great and they're comfier than my other shorts and pants. They give me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts or pants on the golf course to a meeting, hanging out with friends, or even on a date. So go to birddogs.com. There we go. Go to birddogs.com slash college. And when you enter the promo code college, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti-style tumbler. You can see right here. With every order, have had green tea in it before. Now, as you can see, steam, we got the coffee in it. So hopefully you will enjoy that as much as I am. Again, go, go to birddogs.com slash college. And when you enter promo code college, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. All right, birddogs.com slash college. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Texas State, maybe a little bit of a controversial addition to uh, the NCAA tournament versus South Alabama. I think we talked about it last week. The the NCAA went right down the list for at-large berths. And except once, they put Notre Dame in over South Alabama. South Alabama uh, went to San Marcos earlier this year and beat Texas State two out of three. But apparently Texas State had more top 25 wins or whatever the case may be. They got in. Now, they get sent to the Texas Longhorns region. They're in the Austin region. That's Texas. That's A&M. And it's Texas State. All right. So Texas State is basically playing a home game 
against AM because you know none of Longhorn fans are wanting AM. They A, they want to see AM lose at all costs. Also, in their mind, right? Texas State will be an easier team uh, to beat. Texas State had their chance. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It is a, an extremely, an extremely tough loss for uh, Texas State. Where did it go? I had it here. Uh, Texas State was leading one to nothing into the six. It was a little bit of an odd game plan from Texas State. Jessica Mullins uh, pitched four innings and, or actually, I'll rephrase that, came out in like two and a third. She came out really early. Kind of understand. I didn't understand that. But McCann went in, and they are, I mean, this is a scoreless game into the sixth. Texas State puts a run on the board in the sixth inning. They're leading one nothing, bottom of uh, the seventh. All right. McCann, I believe, started the inning. Let me see if I got this right. Yes. Started uh, the inning. Ayanna Coleman, she singles uh, to right, and then we get a pinch runner for her. And then Mullins comes in. We get a fielder's choice, uh, six to four. So one on, one out, runner on at first base. Uh, Ferguson flies out, and then Woolley, the big play of the game probably, singles to center field. Okay. So uh, a little bit of a tough spot here. For the center fielder and for Wooly, the Texas State a center fielder, uh, Randolph overthrows third. If it's a good throw, the runner's out. It looked like dead meat. Like it wasn't going to be close at all. And so the runner would have been crushed for trying to go to third base and making the final out. Instead, way overthrown and the runner comes home. It's now a tie game. And then two outs, nobody on in the eighth inning and a couple of extra base hits. And that was all for Texas State. A&M wins it with a run in the seventh, a run in the eighth. Really a devastating loss for Texas State because, you know, they were going to do it and not have either Mullins or McCann throw an extensive amount of inning. And they still haven't. Mullins threw four, right? She can throw more than that. McCann threw three and two thirds. But now they're playing in the loser's bracket instead of the winner's bracket. And it's a game that, you know, a Sunbelt team, you know, group of five team has to win when given the shot. All right. Uh, For example, McNeese took a 5-3 lead on Minnesota. They had to hold on, but they did uh, and won 5-4. Although uh, Minnesota came back in the bottom half of the 13th inning. Played almost two games out there. So they hang on. They advance. They'll take on Washington. I mean, just a tough, tough loss for Texas State. Really feel bad for them. But someone would have been the GOAT, you know, in this case, not the greatest of all time. But, you know, the other meaning, again, a good throw and the base runners out at third, I think by a wide margin. I'm not even sure she was at the bag when the ball ended up in the dugout. She would, you know, and everyone would have been saying, why does she go to third? Well, (coughs) turns out she going to third, forces a bad throw, brings home the tying run. So... Texas State will have to go through uh, the loser's bracket uh, later on uh, today. All right, one more timeout, and we'll talk a little Ragin's Cajuns baseball uh, right after this as we give you, again, thanks. All right, again, thank you so much for continuing the 
Lockdown Sunbelt is continuing to grow uh, incrementally. All right, we're getting there. Almost 240 subscriptions. That's outstanding. See if we can get to 250 uh, by the end of May. Uh, we got the Sunbelt baseball tournament uh, coming up. I don't think I'm going to be at that. Maybe if the Cajuns make the semifinals on Saturday, we'll race up there. But other than that, we don't have plans to go. Uh, and we and they could get there. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but we're, we're growing. Uh, we'll get back to the football. We do need to find out where these teams are post-spring practice. I would say post-transfer portal, but it really isn't. The transfer portal seems to keep on going and going and going. Whether you're in there as an undergrad or as a grad transfer, it seems you can get in there as often as possible. Uh, so please, if you see it on YouTube, like it, share it. It's a big help. Also, don't forget you can get Locked on Sunbelt wherever you get your audio podcasts. Just search Locked on Sunbelt, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts from, search Locked on Sunbelt. Uh, and if you're doing an Apple podcast, please rate and review. It's a big help. Uh, it's help spreads the word. And the more listeners uh, and the more um, it's out there and the more views, uh, the more it grows and it is, it's a big help. All right. Just flat out. It's a big help. So thank you so much. Continue to support. Thanking you to continuing to support locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. All right. Dave Schultz back one more quick segment before we head off to Baton Rouge. Raging Cajuns baseball took it on the chin for nothing on Thursday against Tanner Hall and Southern Miss. Not a big surprise. Tanner Hall is really good. Although that game sounds ridiculous, but was even a little bit closer as it was just a grand slam. One swing of the bat was the difference of the ball game, and it's a 4-0 Southern Miss win. Different story on Friday night. Southern Miss actually uh, honoring Scott Berry. It was Scott Berry night. He had, uh, interestingly, announced his retirement earlier in the week, and uh, Southern Miss still trying to get a number one seed. It, they're trying to win a regular season title, and for that fact of the matter, they're trying to host a regional uh, in the uh, baseball, in the, uh, yeah, in the NCAAs. All right. So they get their 4 nothing win. Cajuns bats came out in a big way on Friday night. And uh, the defense was not particularly good for Southern Miss uh, either. They committed three errors. Cajuns bats get two in the first, go up. They win 10-1. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, 10 runs on 15 hits. Fluno was outstanding for uh, the Raging Cajuns. Eight, eight innings, one run, not until the eighth. Walks two, strikes out 11. So the Raging Cajuns, A, guarantee themselves a top six seed. Corey Diaz says at least the four seed, uh, they could still get uh, the third seed. And that just matters if you're playing. Well, I guess it matters a lot. You're either playing first thing in the morning or a little bit later on in the afternoon on Wednesday. The interesting thing that Corey Diaz has indicated, interestingly enough, we had talked about moving uh, Jackson Nezu back not to face Tanner Hall. And, well, we didn't want to do that, or we understood why that wasn't done, because you wouldn't pitch him on Friday and then have him pitch on Wednesday. Well, Corey Diaz of the Daily Advertiser is suggesting just that. Fluno pitching on Friday may be the Cajun starter on Wednesday. Go figure. I don't know if that's the case. That's what Corey is. I don't know if he's suggesting it or reporting it. He did write it. All right. And to be honest with you, Fluno threw 101 pitches. Not 
a ridiculous amount and very effective uh, and efficient in eight innings. But it would be a little funny if that were or ironic, not a coincidence. If the reason we thought you wouldn't push Jackson Nezu back was to, you know, give him a little bit closer to regular rest. And then you actually pitch Fluno on that kind of rest. It would, well, I would feel vindicated then <laughs> I, that it's really all about me. I would feel vindicated that maybe that should have been considered or that's not the reason why they didn't do it. How about that? All right. Nonetheless, the Cajuns find themselves uh, in a really good spot. Let's quickly go over uh, the Sunbelt uh, standings uh, from uh, yesterday. Following yesterday's, I mean, a bunch of ball games because of uh, double headers. And again, remember the the 10 are in because South Alabama got uh, South Alabama uh, got eliminated. On Thursday, Coastal Carolina leading Southern Miss by a half a ball game, uh, 21 to 7 to 21 to 8. Troy and Louisiana are tied 18 and 11 each, tied for third. If Troy wins, they will get third place. If the Cajuns win, they will take fourth. Uh, in fact, maybe they have solidified themselves as the floor, fourth place team uh, because they won't have 13 losses. All right. James Madison, the best they can do with a win, they split their double header. Best they can do is 16 and 12. They're in fifth. But you do have Texas State, 16 and 13, Georgia State, 16 and 13, and App State, 15 and 13. So if App State can get to 16 and 13, they could end up being in the sixth spot, depending on what the others do. Georgia State's won five in a row. They're on fire. And Texas State actually lost a ball game to ULM. So there is something to play for because what, you know, what is it going to be? One, two, three, four, five, you know, two of these teams are going to end up playing on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. So they're, you know, they're going to be in danger of being eliminated on Tuesday and they got to come up with more pitching. So it kind of feels like the NBA, right? <laughs> or maybe the NFL, who's going to be the last wild card team. In this case, who is going to avoid the single elimination on Tuesday? You do have, I guess, I mean, is James Madison? I guess James Madison could be in that mix as well if if they lose, because they would be 15 and 13. Texas State with a win, 17 and 13. They're above them. Georgia State with a win, they're 17 and 13. They'd be above James Madison. And App State is playing. Is App State playing James Madison? Off the top of my head. Is that what it is? Hmm. App State. App State's at Troy. Okay. So App State uh, could win as well. So James Madison has to win. James Madison is right now sitting in fifth, and they got to win to avoid falling to seventh, potentially. So uh, there is a lot on the line here today as the regular season is uh, wrapping up. All right. Quick uh, episode, although still about 20 minutes. Heading off to Baton Rouge, uh, we should... We'll see when we're back. Uh, we'll come back after the Cajuns and LSU play. If the Cajuns win, if the Cajuns lose game one, we will be there all day. All right. It is uh, what it is. All right. Uh, thanks very much for tuning in to Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, we will have another podcast tomorrow uh, it, you know, following up uh, what happens today in Baton Rouge. All right. Again, thanks for tuning in. So I'm your host, Dave Schultz. You've been watching and listening to Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day.